0: Testing, testing one, two, three, diamond download, diamond download, Chase. Can you hear me loud and clear?
1: Gotcha, brother. Welcome to the microphone game. <laughs> dude, it feels different.
0: It feels different. I feel like I sound different. I feel like I look different. <laughs> I feel like Are you, recording? Are
1: you recording some content? Is that why?
0: Uh no, I I bought well, yeah. I'm always recording, dude. Um, but yeah, no, I got this because I saw everyone else had it, and I'm a typical bandwagon guy. This is what I do. Bro, so I'm sick right now. And I know it doesn't look like it, but I've actually gotten quite a bit of a tan, but I still look white as a ghost. Okay. I, wish, I wish you could see my tan, but I think I'm just pale because I'm sick. But um, I don't know. My nose is a little dried out. So hopefully uh, most of our listeners are audio only this week.
1: <laughs> you still look great for what it's worth. Let's do this, man. I'm excited. Oh, I so.
0: Yeah, let's run it. Okay. Topic number one. And this is something that I really wanted you to talk about okay um you know so I'll, I'll ask you this so personal brands um it's a very powerful powerful tool how do you monetize it if you don't want to have a course
1: what can okay. you do so so no course but are other things allowed like coaching things like that
0: if you don't want to sell info
1: don't want to sell so info. i guess
0: the coaching maybe but like that's info
1: to me Okay. What, what about a newsletter? Is that allowed? Yes. Okay. All right. So, no no coaching, no courses. So, if I was to monetize a personal brand, I'd do a couple of things. One would be a newsletter. And on the newsletter, you can make money a couple of ways. One would be a free newsletter with advertisers. The second would be potentially a paid newsletter. The third would be a newsletter, no advertisers, but you're pushing something that's an affiliate offer, whether it's some SaaS company some agency service, maybe someone else's course, right? Maybe you don't want to have a course, but maybe you're down to, you know, promote someone else's course. Um, services, right? I would launch a productized service, some kind of agency, um, maybe even potentially teach people—not teach people, but I guess I've done for you of how to grow someone else's personal brand. So you know, you built up a personal brand, let's say on TikTok or LinkedIn or Twitter to hundred thousand. Can you have an offer where you help people grow their own following? So more of a done for you or a done with you than kind of like a traditional standalone course. Those are the first ones that come to mind for me.
0: Okay. I'm really curious how the like newsletter revenue works. Like, and you don't have to share your numbers, but like, yeah. how do you, how do newsletter guys get paid? Like, do these guys make money or is it sort of like, like, how does that actually work?
1: Yeah. I mean, some of the big ones make money. Um, so I think like you could monetize a personal brand newsletter and/ or social post right now I'm doing both so typically I'll sell packages that include um, a newsletter ad a tweet and a LinkedIn post and you know there are x thousands of dollars for someone to buy a package of that so what something will basically do is at least I require them to write the copy or you know I might write the co- write the copy if I really like them or really know them and they'll pay kind of a, a fixed fee I have like a media kit so I've got like a 20 to 30. Slide deck where in there I talk about myself a little bit, my audience, the size, the metrics, locations, the jobs, and then I have pricing. And you know, there's a price for one post or a price for one newsletter ad, and then there's bulk pricing. And most people go for like the bulk pricing. So uh, most people are charging based off a of thousand impressions. Typically, you know, your opens on a thousand people, or you know, some people are even charging on a thousand cents. So for example, say you have a hundred thousand people on your list, right? So it would be one hundred. Thousand, right? So one hundred is the metric. So maybe your your cost per thousand is twenty. So you take one hundred times twenty, and then that would be basically two thousand dollars that you're charging for a newsletter ad based off the impressions or based off the value you could bring. So everyone's typically caught charging based on some negotiated CPM. Typically on social media, that might be ten or twenty dollars. On the case of like a LinkedIn, maybe thirty dollars for a newsletter, depending on the niche, it could be anywhere from maybe 10 to upwards of like 60 to $80 per thousand people that are receiving or opening it. So some newsletters can make a lot of money. They have high engagement and a really attractive audience. Interesting.
0: Um, Have you seen anyone like killing it in particular, like with a newsletter that's not like the hustle? Like, do you know anyone who's like really ripping with a newsletter?
1: Yeah, these guys, uh, they're brothers. They have one that's like an AI newsletter. They've got about 600,000 subs right now. 700,000 subs. I think it's called like Superhuman. Um, And they're really cool guys. A lot of their stuff came from Twitter and LinkedIn. I think they run some paid spend. But I think they send five or seven times a week. And they're having to now add more slots to their newsletter to be able to make more money. Like they've maxed out the sponsorships. They've maxed out their ads. I mean, they're probably doing... I'd imagine low to mid seven figures in revenue on their newsletter. Um, right, Obviously, everyone knows the hustle and morning brew. I would I, I imagine people like Justin Welsh and others are probably charging 5, 10, 20 grand every time they press send. So if they're spending a weekly email, he can make 5, 10, 20 grand off a of send. I think Nick Sharma is charging a lot of money for his weekly newsletter. So I, I think a lot of people that have personal brands and good newsletters probably are doing mid to high six figures off a newsletter a year maybe maybe more potentially
0: so it really is like how you build the audience like the demographics like really matter because like you can get way better cpms off like i guess big five countries versus okay yeah
1: yeah like uh, location matters um you know the type of audience are you targeting of a company the ceo is it a marketing manager you know, is it an intern? Like, who, what are the titles? Um, you know, what are the companies? Are they working at Fortune 500 companies? Are they working, you know, on like a sm- small startup that's a one-person, two-person company? Um, so, so there's a lot of factors that kind of play in into how much you can charge, how much you can make, that type of thing. You know, how many clicks you have, how many opens, you know, those types of things. Interesting.
0: I, yeah, I've always been curious about that model because a lot of people talk about newsletters being like pretty easy to build and pretty easy to monetize. And then I saw uh, Sam actually, I think, tweeted uh, the other day. I don't know if you saw this, but he said like newsletters kind of suck, or something like that.
1: I didn't see that. I don't know
0: if he was joking or not, but like I don't know. I thought I don't know if you saw that, but I thought it was I thought it was strange. Um, but I think that's a common thing. A lot of founders seem to like sort of resent the business they built before. Um, and like once they move on, they're like, Oh, that sucked." Like, dude, that's kind of how I feel about your agency, right? Yeah. Yeah, Like it sucked. It was not fun. Um, and the reason I, I actually had a tweet about that. Um, because I see all these guys who have like B2B lead gen, agencies and i'm just like damn like that sounds awful like that sounds like the worst possible thing to build it just sounds so boring and like these guys wake up and they just love it i don't know so maybe maybe i'm just a a scrooge that's funny
1: let's use you as an example right so i think you've got copy nba is probably what 80 to 100 kind of engaged active subs give or take
0: uh yeah i think like actually engaged is like 60k Okay, so like you mail eighty k or
1: ninety k, maybe maybe you mail you know six figures, let's say, and you have about sixty thousand of them that are active and engaged, right? So for for you, you could probably charge you know depending on the companies, at least a couple grand per cent, or you have a sponsored ad in it, and you'd probably want to find. I mean, maybe not you because obviously you like human writers, not AI writers, but like for example, like if you cared or liked AI, maybe you'd have some of the big AI writers, whether it's you know. OpenAI with ChatGPT or, you know, insert any of the others, you know, maybe they would sponsor you or maybe they would buy all your placements to be like the person and and whatnot. Um, Other people would be like maybe software for freelancers or consultants or copywriters. Maybe there's like a software out there that helps them manage their contracts and manage their invoices and their billings.
0: I actually... Can't say anything about this because I don't have the link yet, but I'll I'll tell you after. Dude, okay. I just I got pitched by this guy who has a sass, which is like the perfect fit. The perfect fit for, for my audience, like for my the people who have bought stuff from me before, or the people that are thinking about it. It's like a lower ticket sass. And dude, this might be the play. Like, I am like I'm looking at this now. I'm super excited to try it. Um, I, dude, I want to talk about this, but I can't. Um, yeah, don't talk about it yet. Once we once we get something done, because we we're going back and forth, and I I think he's still like working on like the infrastructure. But like, dude, I yeah. So like, you used to say this. Like, you used to say like, oh yo, like the copy NBA list is really big. Like, you should try and getting like sponsors on it. It's like, dude, I'd rather just sell my thing. I'll yeah. probably make more money with that. <clears throat> but um. This is one of those things where it's like probably the only thing that makes sense as a SaaS to push, and it might be sick. So
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I think you're I think you're definitely right. Like more often than not, if you press send on your own thing versus someone else's, you'll make more money. But you're not always going to be selling, right? Like a lot of your emails are value based, where like think about in your value-based, if you had like halfway through or a quarter of the way through a sponsor. Where majority of the message that people are receiving is just the value you're giving. But like, if you're sending a daily newsletter, let's say if you're sending four or five times a week, and you just literally plug in a sponsor, it's three to five sentences, you know, four to eight sentences, whatever it is, doesn't detract from the newsletter. And every time you press send, you're making twenty five hundred bucks just to write, dude. You do that five times a week, right? You do it four times a week. Let's say you do it four times a week. That's ten grand a week. And over the course of a month, again, obviously you have to assume that you can get four sponsors a week at that price and whatnot. But at scale, if you could really f- figure that out, that's 40 grand just to provide value to people that you then reinvest. So that's kind of how I look at it. Like if I promote my own stuff, like you know, if I promote my LinkedIn service or promote my agency, I'll make more on that send. But like I can't promote my own stuff every single time. Like there's just going to be dilution and I want to incorporate other companies and cools. And then like dude, this past week, I had Walmart sponsor my stuff. Like, by me sending Walmart, like, that just adds a lot of legitimacy to me. Um, You know, I signed um, Dropbox, and I'm about to sign Notion. Like, I just signed, like, a bunch of these big sponsors. Like, I'm in talks right now with uh, Amazon on promoting their buy with Prime. Like, and and sometimes just some of these are, like, a credibility thing where it's, like, great logo, great case study, I'll make some good money. And the fact that those are reaching out, it's all inbound. The fact that they're reaching out to work with me is, like, a huge stamp of approval. So... I think there's like other intrinsic value as well that I get from it.
0: I mean, that's sick. If Walmart wants to sponsor me, I'll take them. Yeah, um, yeah. but uh, <laughs> dude, I, I think I think your brand, it really makes sense for like kind of what you push because like on Twitter and LinkedIn, like a lot of your content is like is like helpful stuff that like yep. freelancers or you know business owners or high level employees should have like yep. AI tools or like recruiting tools or like little tools. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that makes sense. My stuff is a lot more like brain dumpy. So like when I tweet, it's usually just like off the dome. Yep. I never really tweet like copywriting tips. And when I write emails, do you get my emails?
1: Yeah, I do. I open, I open some of them. I do. Some of them. Wait, <laughs> all right. Well, I get,
0: cool.
1: I get them on like four of my email addresses. So like sometimes I open on a one and they all erase or um they're kind of like, you know, t- mine together where so I, I open them and then I, I kind of skim some of them. I read others, but I'd say I read more often than not. Okay.
0: That's, that's good. Yeah. No, <laughs> I had that for you for a while too. Um, where like you were, you were on all five of my email addresses and I was like, dude, I gotta, I gotta cut this down. So I don't know if you've yeah, noticed yeah. A lot of subscribers on one random day <laughs> back like six months ago, but I'm sorry. I had to do that. It's all um, good, man. You're um, forgiven. You know what's so funny. My girl texted me like last week, she was like, she was like, I don't know how, but I think I ended up on Chase Diamond's email list. She spelled it like diamond with uh, <laughs> with the A and then like a little fairy emoji. And I just thought that was cute. I was like, how How did you get there? I don't she know how have, that happened.
1: She must have hit my site and uh, I got Adam's tool set up. So anyone that like somehow views a site or views an article or views anything is, is in the ecosystem. Let's just say that.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I have to remind her, sweetheart, emails opt out. Can spam does not <laughs> exist in Venezuela um yeah yeah that's funny but yeah anyway i just thought it was cool um what were we talking about oh yeah like yeah i just feel like my style of content i don't know if it would really make sense to do like newsletter plugs but like dude once i lock down this this uh, affiliate deal i think that might be cool i'm down yeah. to stuff like that but it has to be organic where it's like i can't just like have some sort of thing where it's like we interrupt this message with uh you know something from triple whale you know download. Yeah, triple yeah, yeah. i feel like that would be super weird but if i was like if I like told it a story where it was like, yo, um, like, you know, I was walking down the street one day and I saw this billboard and I was like, oh, what's triple whale? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I could kind of slide in the end, but it, everyone would be like, bro, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, feel yeah, like, yeah. I
1: feel like my audience would call me out on that one. Well, I'm excited I'm, to see what happens with it. So we'll, we'll circle back to that.
0: Yeah. I'm already a dirty core seller, bro. I'd, if I start slinging ads to they'd be like, this guy sucks. Um, okay. Are you ready to move on? Let's do it. Uh, all right. Topic number two, what we can learn about copywriting from reality TV. So um, you watch The Bachelor ever?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're watching the Curtis season. My wife loves it.
0: Really? Did you, okay. Did you see the episode last night?
1: I think we're halfway through. We we watched some of it. We haven't finished it. Okay. Watched-
0: I haven't seen it. So don't spoil it yet. Okay. but Okay. I was talking to my dad about this on the phone and like my dad is like very old school. Like he's a cop. He's going to retire in like four years, like older guy, very like, you know, I don't want to say he's closed minded because like there is some stuff that he would like. But like when I told him, when he found out that his eldest son was watching The Bachelor all weekend last weekend with his girlfriend, he was probably (laughs) thinking like, what have I done? Where did I go wrong? Right. So I had to like sort of defend myself really quick. And I ended up coming up with a pretty decent argument as to why it's actually market research so like it, so tell me is jamie utterly obsessed with the bachelor
1: um she she enjoys the franchise like the bachelor bachelorette bachelor party she really likes that she has other ones that she likes more like she's really into love is blind and a couple of these yeah. other ones um Those are all new, though. yeah she yeah
0: yeah the bachelor's been on TV for like 28 seasons this is the 28th oh, yeah. season
1: like now. dude in in high school i was watching it with my mom um and my mom's husband, a, a guy that he went to school with is the producer. Um, They're not oh, like, really? fr- they're not friends. I haven't spoke since high school or college or middle school, or whatever. But he was like friendly growing up with the, the producer of The Bachelor. So we've known about it since the beginning. I've been watching it since I was in high school.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. So, so dude, I think it's genius because like they have like, maybe not your wife, but like some of my girls' friends and some women out there are obsessed with The Bachelor. Like, obsessed. They treat it like a sports league.
1: Yeah, like, we're not we're not that extreme. We, we enjoy are, it.
0: Like, some women will, like, will full-on, like, place bets on, like, who's going to win. And, like, they analyze it like they're watching the NFL. It's insane. And so what I noticed when I watched it was, number one – like i'm curious on your thoughts too like how they've managed to retain an audience like a cult like following for like a, a two gener like two or three generations i guess right like almost three decades um and also uh like how they like run the show like how they like get you know people to like do certain things like okay so i talked you know was it last week about the copy Olympics Yeah, yeah. Um, and how like, we're going to try and make it like a YouTube series or a YouTube show. And like, while it's happening, like we did the draft yesterday, uh, <laughs> like all the coaches pick their people and like all the people, uh, all the students like out there and stuff. And the whole time I was like, how can I make this like cinematically? Like, how can I make this like something that captures people's attention? Like how can we make it interesting? Yeah. And dude, like the people that are running the bachelor or like any shows like that, our genius is with the way that they can sort of like pull emotions out of people and like stress certain situations and like make things more dramatic than they actually are. I feel like it's such a, a skill to have as like a marketer where it's like, that's a, that's marketing where it's like making people care about something that might not even be that relevant. That's like the definition, you know what I mean? So I, I think it's very interesting, like how they've been able to do those two things where it's like on a micro level, making each show something that makes you like, just sitting there like, yo, what is going on? And also, generationally, making this something that people care about for decades. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, dude, there, there's so much psychology embedded in there, right? Like, And at this point, too, like, you know what the host is going to say, you know what the bachelor and is going to say, right? Like, they just have like these lines that are just, I think, they're familiar, and they're comfortable, right? And like, I think we want to think we're all smarter than we are. And the fact that we can kind of predict the storyline, it's like, of course, they're going to keep the villain, right? And she's going to get the last rose. And then I I just think the whole way they set it up is great. And I also think there's like self-fulfilling prophecies where it's like, it's on one of the best stations on one of the best days at the best time, right? So it's almost like, what else are you going to watch on a Monday night at 8pm, right? It's like, you're going to watch The Bachelor, right? Um, And I think too, like with social media, like these people became like celebrities, they became personalities. Although my, my wife said that a lot of people, a lot of girls would go on the Bachelor, Bachelorette. A lot of guys would go on to become Instagram famous. And that allure has actually kind of died off a little bit. Although I think this current season has been one of like the highest rated, you know, it's kind of coming back a little bit. But I think there's definitely ebbs and flows. I also think too, like it's not just the Bachelor, it's the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, and then Bachelor in Paradise, where like they string you along for three out of the four seasons of the year. And I think Dancing the Stars is kind of somewhere in there, right? So I just feel like the repetition, the uh, you know the prime time showing the psychology the characters i mean i think there's something really interesting and unique about one person dating all these people that like just isn't real life so there's just so much to it that it's just like it's a little bit overwhelming when you try to break it down
0: yeah it's weird bro it's weird <laughs> that like you're like these people get married at the end yeah. And the success rate is like pretty high. Like it seems like everyone kind of stays together. Like the like they well, they get engaged and then they get married. And you know what's kind of grim and scary? They own you forever. Like once you do the show, like you never you can never leave. Like you have to come back for reunions and stuff like that. It's not like you just did it one time and it's like, oh, that was fun. No, it's like the Hunger Games, bro.
1: Yeah, Your it's interesting. Um,
0: yeah. by the way, what do you think of Joey?
1: I think he's cool. He seems like a good dude. He seems like one of the better dudes they've had. I've got nothing bad to say yet.
0: You kind of look like him. Do I? A little bit, actually. Now that I think about it, wow. Yeah. You kind of look yeah, like
1: Joe. Yeah, I don't know if I do. It's so funny. There's there's a show, um, Love is Blind, which is on the sixth season. There was this lady that's getting so much flack on social media. I don't know if you've seen it or if you have, you probably don't it doesn't mean anything to you. But she said that she was told that she looks like Megan Fox, and the whole oh, point I of the show is Did you see that clip?
0: I saw yeah, I, I, I don't I'm not following the show, but I saw that clip. Yeah.
1: This is gonna be my moment where I'm gonna go tell everyone that Mason said I look like Joey, right? Or like I don't know <laughs> if that's true or not, but this girl like is getting so much flack for that comment, which is just so funny.
0: Uh I mean from what I saw, like she kind of looks like Megan Fox, I guess. You know what I mean? Like plus I a don't, couple I don't think so, movies. but
1: anyways we'll agree to disagree. I don't think so. The girl that he the other girl that he could have chose, I think, looked more like her. uh oh, like really? Megan Fox. Yeah, yeah. So. Well,
0: either way, I think he's good. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, Joey's cool. Joey's cool. Yeah. Um, what no, do you I mean, think? This
0: guy. This guy that's like choosing between like a girl that kind of looks like Megan Fox and a girl that really looks like Megan Fox. Like, well, a the girl that kind of looks weird. like
1: Megan Fox, I don't think looks like her at all, in my opinion. The other girl that like he didn't choose looks more like her. I mean, if, if – yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, this was a good segment. Do we have one more?
0: Yeah. Are you done talking about reality TV? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah, up. yeah. You are. Uh, yeah, dude. Get, um, so you've been foreshadowing this for weeks now, uh, which sounds like you've taken something from... The, you've left us on cliffhangers like the Bachelor producers do. Yeah. Um, but we really want to know what happened with the educational email course. Did it, do you have any numbers to to talk about now?
1: Yeah, some. It's It's been interesting. I'm, I'm indifferent. I think there's a lot of good and bad to it. One is... You know, there was six or 7,000 people that signed up. A lot of people were never on my list before. So as like an acquisition tool of getting people into the ecosystem, overall, it's pretty good, right? Got maybe a couple thousand new people in. That was cool. Um, I've gotten right around about a dozen conversions. So not huge in terms of dollars. Everyone is 500 bucks. So, you know, about six grand of MRR. So neither here nor there. I'm happy about it. But I was expecting more as a percentage, like a conversion rate. It was lower. Um, the part of that, like, I'm really excited to see is like the long tail of it. I've got probably two or three times as many people that have signed up emailing me asking. So let's say there's a dozen people that have actually paid. I've had maybe 24 to 36 other people say, Hey, hold a slot for me. I want to do this. I just need to get my content in order, or I need to convert my other content from other social platforms to be written. So I have a uh, 12 hard conversions. With probably, you know, based off two or three dozen more, probably another dozen, dozen and a half going to commit and sign in the next 30 days. Outside anyone else that joins. So that's promising. And then I sent out a survey today that people have finished the journey. So there's been about 4,000 of the six or 7,000 people that actually received all the emails. I sent out a survey today to them kind of requesting more information to kind of turn... Um, like this, into like a weekly or bi weekly series where every week or every other week, I'm sending these people LinkedIn content kind of just to keep building the trust and string them along. So I'd say overall, more positive than not, but I was hoping for like a half a percent, 1% conversion rate, like initially, as soon as people went through after the two weeks. So I was hoping to have like at this point, 40 or 50 people signed up, um, where I have about 12, but I've got the commitments to be kind of close. So Fingers crossed.
0: Okay. A couple things there. So number one, people talking about, oh, I need to get my content in order. You know what that tells me, Chase? What's up? That tells me low ticket. That tells me low ticket how to do LinkedIn content by Chase. Okay. That. I like
1: that. Do you that. have anything that works like that? Um, For LinkedIn specifically, no. Nothing yet. Okay.
0: I feel like you could make a PDF with like a couple of videos on it that would Fulfill that duty and act as a lead magnet and eventually get people in. You wouldn't, it 100%. wouldn't be like a, a thing that you make billions of dollars on, but you're not supposed to be <laughs> like that. You know what I mean? I feel like if you have like a $49 thing, a little low ticket offer, here's how you do LinkedIn content. I mean, you've seen enough content. Um, yeah. And you can even you can have a ghostwriter come in and like, you know, add some ideas if if it makes sense, yeah. which, which would also help it sell. But dude, I feel like that would be solid. Also, and this is something that people need to understand I don't know if many people understand that like influencers like you and me, like there there is really no such thing as like a a 2% conversion rate unless you're doing a webinar. Yeah. In which case, like there's so many different types of conversions you've had to get before that point. Like from you know, ad to clicking on the page, from clicking on the page to actually signing up, from signing up to actually showing up, and then from showing up to like staying all the way, and then from staying all the way to hearing the pitch, and then like buying. Like you you can get. You know, a five to ten percent conversion rate on the people that stay versus like how many buy, but like getting like a two percent on anything is like insane. Like that's not usually how it works. Like a lot of people think like if you or I send an email that and we have like an offer where it's like even just to book calls, like you think you're gonna book like fifty calls right off the bat does not work that like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you, you'll book, you know, on on fifty thousand people. Sometimes you book ten calls.
1: Um, Definitely true. I, so. I think it's
0: important for people to know because, like, a lot of like not or like inexperienced marketers think that they can just like, if you're not doing email marketing, they can come into your business and just like, oh, you have a list of fifty thousand. <laughs> like, I'm I'm going to get you a two percent conversion rate on a nine ninety seven. You're going to make a billion. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't doesn't work like that. So, I think it's important for people to know that.
1: oh yeah, yeah. We'll see. It's it's been. I'm optimistic. If if the people that. Have emailed me asking to hold their spot. Actually, closed, We're in a good spot. We're in a really good spot. It can go from like six to I don't know twenty something thousand MRR, which I'd be happy about that for you know a lead magnet that we built. So we'll see. I'll have more info coming soon, but that's the initial. Okay. I still
0: think you should do a webinar.
1: Webinar. Okay. I, I still have to. I'm um,
0: gonna
1: have to. I'm gonna come to yours this Thursday. Take some notes.
0: Oh yeah. I forgot I'm doing that.
1: <laughs> That'd be um, great.
0: Yeah, man. Well, this is a good episode.
1: How are you, brother? Appreciate you.
0: I think our sound quality was phenomenal as well.
1: Massive upgrade. We need to get sponsored by some microphone companies. <laughs> Maybe.
0: All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. I'll see you on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn.
1: Peace. Cheers, brother. Bye.